take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. The wordplay of the day. Why did the people in the town of Bedford Falls ask for extra help? Answer. Because the people of Bedford Falls needed help to lift George Bailey up after George Bailey fell into despair. The thought of the day comes from English novelist and social critic Charles Dickens. He wrote one of the greatest stories in literary history. A Christmas Carol was written in 1843. The main character, Ebenezer Scrooge, has developed into a synonym for a person that obsesses about money to the point of being stingy or unhappy. Charles Dickens said, No one is useless in the world who lightens the burden of it to anyone else. Hello friends and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with spastic cerebral palsy. Spastic cerebral palsy for me came from being born with spinal meningitis two months prematurely in the 1970s. Spastic Cerebral palsy is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. The spasticity occurred because of stiff or tight or involuntary muscle movements. It primarily impacted my legs and secondarily impacted my arms and hands more mildly. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a physical disability in school. I was sometimes forced or coerced into difficult situations because of my limited options, understandings, or lack of support. As a result, I often used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical, environmental, and even existential challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990, or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in 1991. A reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to make fair the same system for an individual like me, based on a proven need. As a result of not readily having access to reasonable accommodation, 
I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. The basics of social-emotional learning now involve self-management skills and social-management skills to improve self-direction and responsible decision-making. This is episode 86. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. For the month of December, I have been talking about Christmas, the Christmas spirit, and changes of heart. Today, I am talking about the 1946 movie, It's a Wonderful Life. This year, 2021, is the 75th anniversary of the holiday movie classic. The movie told the fictional story of a lone banker, George Bailey. He sacrificed his dreams in order to save the community of Bedford Falls. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or Rope, I will be talking about It's a Wonderful Life and the use of irony to show how life is the greatest gift. I will also talk about why it is my favorite movie of all time. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. It's a Wonderful Life was a 1946 American Christmas family drama movie. The movie was based on a 1943 short story. The main character contemplated suicide, wishing that he had never been born. The short story was based loosely on the Charles Dickens story, A Christmas Carol. The movie featured Jimmy Stewart as George Bailey. George Bailey does small but important good deeds throughout his life to help his family, his friends, and his community of Bedford Falls. In the process, George gave up pursuing his personal goals. In his despair, George believed that he was worth more dead than alive because of the value of an insurance policy. Guardian angel Clarence Oddbody was notified of requests for help from the people of Bedford Falls. The requests were to help George who was in trouble. Here's the clip. I owe everything to George Bailey. Help him, dear father. Joseph, Jesus, and Mary, help my friend, Mr. Bailey. Help my son, George, tonight. He never thinks about himself, God. That's why he's in trouble. George is a good guy. Give him a break, God. I love him, dear Lord. Watch over him tonight. Please, God. Something's the matter with Daddy. Please bring Daddy back. Hello, Joseph. Trouble? Looks like we'll have to send someone down. A lot of people asking for help for a man named George Bailey. George Bailey? Yes, tonight's his crucial night, you're right. We'll have to send someone down immediately. Whose turn is it? That's why I came to see you, sir. 
It's a clockmaker's turn again. Oh, Clarence hasn't got his wings yet, has he? We've passed him up right along. Because, you know, sir, he's got the IQ of a rabbit. Yes, but he's got the faith of a child. Simple. Joseph, send for Clarence. You sent for me, sir? Yes, Clarence. A man down on Earth needs our help. Splendid. Is he sick? No, worse. He's discouraged. At exactly 10.45 p.m. Earth time, that man will be thinking seriously of throwing away God's greatest gift. Oh, dear, dear, his life. Then I've only an hour to dress. What are they wearing now? You will spend that hour getting acquainted with George Bailey. Sir, if I should accomplish this mission, I mean, uh, might I perhaps win my wings? I've been waiting for over 200 years now, sir, and people are beginning to talk. What's that book you've got there? Oh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Clarence, you do a good job with George Bailey, and you'll get your wings. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Poor George. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or Rope, I am talking about the irony of It's a Wonderful Life and why it is my favorite movie of all time. In the clip you just heard, the guardian angel Clarence asked if George was sick, and the response was, no, worse, he's discouraged. I really identified with that statement because of the frustration that I felt sometimes being misunderstood and having a disability. In school, I often faced misunderstandings or lack of support in difficult situations. I had some understanding of the fears and concerns about my crutches and my disability. I began to believe that my disability represented an opportunity for other kids to learn from me because of what they saw. By exposing the worst kept secret of my crutches, kids and adults saw over time that I was more than the irony they saw. People sometimes saw my body as broken or needing to be healed. Over a period of years, my continued engagement with kids and adults helped them better understand me and my disability. I used my crutches to become more independent. My crutches were more than just a symbol of my disability. While setting, while setting an example was difficult, I had faith that my example would help people in the future. I had to believe that the weakness others saw was a strength that I could use to help my community. The risks I took often made an impression. The impression I made often became memorable because I was unique. Like George Belly, I didn't always notice the ongoing impact I had on my school or on my community. George Belly always tried to help his friends and often sacrificed his own needs. As a boy, George Belly saved his brother's life, but he also lost his hearing in the process of saving his brother. This had a particular impact on me because 
because good deeds sometimes had personal consequences. For me, that meant that my example had personal risk, but also represented a higher purpose. George's brother Harry later became a football star and a war hero. George later lost perspective of his impact on his family and on his community. George thought his life was not valuable. George judged his life on monetary terms because of the insurance policy. The life insurance policy became more valuable than George thought he was. Clarence Oddbody ironically jumped into the river in front of George. George saved Clarence in a similar way that George did for his brother Harry when they were kids. Still not persuaded that his life meant something, George still wished that he wasn't born. Clarence reluctantly granted George's wish. In the alternative reality, George began to see how his life had a profound impact on his family. He didn't have Zuzu's petals. He didn't have a younger brother because George wasn't there to save Harry from drowning. Harry didn't become a war hero because George didn't have a family. George's friends didn't benefit from his presence. He wasn't there to intervene for the pharmacist, Mr. Gower. George wasn't there to help people in his community to become independent homeowners. After realizing how much of a difference his life made, George wanted his life back. Clarence helped George understand that his life was more than just about him. George became excited when he realized his life was restored and his mouth was bleeding. He also became excited when the bank examiner had a warrant for his arrest. In the final twist, the people of Bedford Falls rallied around George and raised over $8,000 to save the building alone. A gift from Clarence reminded George that no man is a failure who has friends. And the movie wasn't just about how George changed the course of other people's lives. But George's friends helped him by association and George realized how valuable he was. Ironically, George's friends bailed him out of despair and the savings and loan business. His friends gave him support. It was a wonderful movie because it spread the spirit of peace, love, and goodwill through social-emotional learning. George learned and the town learned how much of an impact they had on each other. Merry Christmas. Next week I will wrap up 2021 with a year-end show. In January I started episode 38 talking about neuroplasticity. That is the brain's ability to grow, change, and learn based on evolving experiences. 
Were there one or two things that you heard in this episode that you could learn from or lean into? There are more episode resources in the show notes. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up. I never give up.